0: Hey there, guys, and welcome to episode 15 of the Encore Podcast. I'm Chris McCoy, along with Gab.
1: Hey, our podcast is old enough to be a freshman in high school
0: now. (laughs) There you go. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they grow up so fast, don't they? They Mm -hmm. (laughs) Before long, you're an empty nester. Your podcast has grown up and left the nest. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe meeting other podcasts out there somewhere. (laughs) Maybe they'll settle down and have a family of little podcasts. Who knows? Anyway, you know, last week at the end of the Mike Bow episode that we did, by the way, if you haven't heard it, please check it out. He's uh, been a, a long, long time friend of mine, and I, th- I just love the conversation. I, you know, I love talking to Mike, even when it's not being recorded, which is most of the time. Go check it out if you haven't, because he brought Sue Serio up, whom we both worked with. He actually worked with on the air on the radio at one point, and he brought her up. And so you and I, but you know. Maybe we could get a hold of Sue. You know, she works at Fox 29 in Philadelphia, does the weather early in the morning. So she's got a crazy schedule. I texted Sue and she actually answered me. What? Yeah, she answered me and then she blocked me. No, I'm kidding. And <laughs> uh, so I presented it to her. I said, Sue, how would you like to come on the podcast? We'd love to have you on. We just talked to one of your good friends, Mike Bow, last week. And she said, That's it. You sold me. Where do I have to be? And when do I have to be there? sue is coming up next sue serio from fox 29 here on the encore podcast next well welcome back guys to the uh, encore podcast she is a five-time emmy nominee of the outstanding individual achievement award for weathercasting, and boy is that a mouthful she also uh, is marking 25 years, a quarter of a century, as the weather anchor on Fox 29's morning show here in Philadelphia. It's called, of course, Good Day Philadelphia. Sue Serio is our guest this week. Hey, Sue.
2: Chris, it's so great to see you again, because I can't see you because this is
0: Zoom. We're doing Zoom, yes. Yes. No, no, no I, I've always been told I have a face for radio, so I don't normally <laughs> like to be seen. So.
2: That is <laughs> okay. not true. Well, listen, we should tell uh, the listeners that you and I worked together many years ago in radio at a Philadelphia radio station called WMGK.
0: Correct. And I'm trying to remember the year that you came on board there.
2: Yeah, I I started there. I believe it was 1988.
0: 88. Okay. You and another friend of mine whom I've worked with in radio for a long, long time, Mike Mm Bow. by the way mike was the subject of last week's interview i highly recommend you bow fans out there to go check that out as well He's but you amazing. and mike bow have this, have this great history as well two very very talented people who uh, were kind of put together by a consultant at some point which
2: well the, do you want to know the real story <laughs> yeah
0: hopefully and yes.
2: it's a good story because Because I I know that maybe not all of your listeners know the Philadelphia market, but we've all listened to the radio, and it is not what you would call a secure profession. This is a a case where you can literally be here today, gone tomorrow. And Mike Bowe and I were fired from WMGK on the very same day. Uh, You must recall that. And then we got our pictures in the newspaper. We're being fired together. (laughs) (laughs) somebody at another radio station who had a morning show opening and that radio station here in philadelphia was called kiss 100 at the time Mm -hmm. saw our pictures in the paper and said hey i think i'll put those two together and see if they could do a morning show and that's how it happened we went to kiss 100 we worked together for six months and we were fired together again
0: well, you did say that it's kind of an insecure uh, profession.
2: <laughs> Twice in one year, I could laugh now. Ha ha ha. <laughs> That's really funny then. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so we're bonded in uh, job loss, but more importantly, in friendship.
1: <laughs> well, I actually hear that you and Mike moonlighted as um, maybe casting scouts because he said that you guys founded Preston and Steve and Delilah, which are names that I'm very familiar with. Mostly because I used to be actually an intern over at Preston and Steve's morning show. And because I've stepped foot in a grocery store at nighttime, I know who Delilah is. So. Right. Well, Preston and
2: Steve love them. In fact, they appear on Good Day Philadelphia every Wednesday morning. Uh, They do a five minute spot with our anchors. So what he meant by that was when we were fired the first time, it was to make room for Delilah. (laughs) And when we were fired the second time, it was because they fired everybody and changed the format of the radio station. And Preston and Steve were the morning show hosts of the new radio station, which so KISS 100 became Y100. And that's how that, <laughs> again, I can laugh now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I re- you know what? I remember when the two of you were let go, like you said, Sue, six months after starting there. And I, I thought the two of you sounded great. You really had that chemistry. You don't have chemistry unless you have chemistry. Let's face it. You You
2: cannot manufacture that. No,
0: that's right. Exactly. You know, I remember that weekend, there was some kind of really horrible storm that came through the Philadelphia area and it was just such a fitting weekend for poor. I didn't talk to you at the time, but I remember Mike Bow was really down in the dumps and yeah, uh,
2: because we got fired on the telephone.
0: Not by tweet. There was no Twitter yet.
2: (laughs) No, we did not. This was 1993 and it was February. And yes, it had snowed a lot in uh, the Philadelphia area at that time. So it actually was rather humane because they called us all to tell us we didn't have jobs anymore rather than make us dig out our cars and go into the radio station and then find out we didn't have jobs. anymore.
0: (laughs) That would have been extra special radio cruelty. That's for sure.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, in retrospect, it was the humane way to handle
0: that. 25 years. First of all, it's almost inconceivable that that much time has passed since you've been on the air there at uh, Fox 29. That is just crazy to me. What does it feel like for you?
2: Well, as we've just established, I was not a spring chicken when I got to Fox 29, (laughs) 1997. I had already been in the business quite a while. It was a great fit for me, I felt, because I had previously done weather on WHYY. That was my in Wilmington, Delaware. And I had been doing that job part-time while I worked in radio to actually pay the bills because HYY was PBS. They didn't pay a lot. I think after, the, after all the places I had been in my career, I went to this morning show called Good Day Philadelphia, personality-based morning show. So basically, we've got news, we've got weather, we've got traffic, and we try to have some fun when people are waking up in the mornings, almost like a radio show on, on
0: television. You know, that's one of the points I want to make to you is that that is exactly the way I perceive it as a really good, it sounds like a really good morning radio show. To me, with all of you people and you're assigned sort of your distinct characters and everybody, you know, does what they do and they do it very well. And it just blends and meshes so well, I would say ninety nine point five percent of the time.
2: You know what we do in this particular cast of characters? I'm proud to say, yes, we do really actually like each other. (laughs) But uh, when you think about people who listen or watch TV. See what I said there? I said, listen, but really when you're watching in the morning, you rarely are sitting there watching the television like you do it perhaps other times of the day. You're brushing your teeth, you're getting dressed, you're getting your coffee made. So basically you are listening to the television. So when we have particularly interesting video, we have to try to remember to say, hey, look at this. So that somebody will come over to the television and see that, because generally people are are more listening than viewing in the morning,
0: mostly. That, I mean, that totally makes sense to me. But but like radio, and I guess this is true for your for television as well. Do you have consultants breathing down your necks every day, every week, every month?
2: No. Not really, not at no? not more. I mean, we. Uh, it's funny, I just got my evaluation today. Uh, we have enough management around. They haven't hired anybody from the outside in a long time, but we've got plenty of management around the building to let us know whether we're doing okay or not. But I'm happy to say my evaluation today was pretty
0: good. Oh, good. So maybe <laughs> uh, at least another, well, 25 years Who the heck wants to work another 25 years, right?
2: No, in fact, I'm a little jealous of you, Mr. Retired Man.
0: Yeah, every day is Saturday for me, Sue, you know. (laughs) So this is just just
2: for fun, this podcast.
0: Exactly. Yes, it's for fun. And that's uh, actually, it's Gab here who uh, brought this idea to me while I was still working out in California last year. I I said, you know, it sounds interesting, but I just don't have the time for it, which is not totally true. I did kind of have the time for it. I just was afraid that I would fail miserably at it, and oh. and honestly, I'm still afraid that I'm going to fail miserably at it. If it wasn't for Gabby, I would have failed already. She does all the work. All I do is just lab. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you <laughs> they, show up.
0: Yeah, I sh- exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, you know we're trying to get this thing off the ground, and I, I you know we're looking for interesting people, and that's why you came to mind. Of course, well, you know. Thank I Sure. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I've thought about, you know, being a someone who's very interested in local news presentation only because I worked in radio and never made the grade up to television is that people who are on TV, who came up through radio seem to be able to do something that I guess maybe TV people who didn't come up through radio can't always do. And that's ad lib. And you're one of the best Always were. Ever since I first heard you on radio, you just bring that part of you, that quality to uh, to what you do in the morning there at Fox 29. And I think that's part of your success. Would you say so?
2: I think that radio is a great preparation for television, even if you're not doing weather. And if you do weather on TV, I don't know how many of your listeners are aware that you're looking at the camera. But you're looking sort of like a Zoom meeting at yourself and you're not looking at a teleprompter like the news people are, the people who read the news from the anchor desk. So you have to ad lib and think on your feet and you prepare in your head, of course, before you get up there in front of the green screen and talk about what weather systems are going where. But you you have to be able to be ready for anything. Like the time my microphone kind of dropped down my dress and I had to go fish it out. (laughs) things like that you just have to be ready for that and I think radio prepares you for that because for me at least in, especially in the beginning there's nothing more terrifying than a live microphone that you know you have to think of something to say to the people who were listening and didn't you find it that way in the beginning it was really scary
0: yeah I still find that actually I mean <laughs> yeah. I do you know having something to say and you know, not making a fool of yourself is a, uh, can be a real skill set that is necessary for, for what right. you do. And but you about-
2: learn to make stuff up, uh, yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> at least you have that in your toolbox.
1: First, I just want to backtrack and say, Chris, we obviously couldn't do this podcast without you. I mean, I think the point that Sue just made is incredibly important that, you know, I don't really have the skill set or the practice to know how to ask the right questions, know how to think on my feet, know how to talk. And I really think that's honestly invaluable as a comment to both of you. I, I really admire that as like a skill. I honestly wish I was a lot better at it than I am. There's a reason that I brought the podcast to you and didn't just do it by myself. So the question I wanted to ask for you is I think in relation along to you saying, learning how to be present and be able to speak in the moment and ask questions some of the research that I did on you and just watching you know, some of your work, I know that you flip between being a meteorologist and sitting behind the anchor desk. Is that something that you you know, decided to take on once you sort of learned how to speak on your feet? Or is that something that you always had in mind and just used it as an opportunity to strengthen your ability to do both of those roles? Well, when I came to Fox 29, I already had anchor
2: experience because my previous job had been anchor of a morning show in Buffalo. So they already knew I I could do that. And, And I think that by the time I got here to where I'm working now, I had already done a lot of different things. And that's The advice I give to anybody who is coming up in the business is be versatile to learn how to do as many different things as you can, because as we previously mentioned, you could find yourself looking for a job very rapidly without realizing it. And so the more things you know how to do, the better your chances are of finding a job. And I think it increases your confidence as well, don't you think?
1: Yeah. So um, what was the question? (laughs) How do you feel kind of wearing two hats, um, you know, oh, between those two positions? I, I think that makes me more valuable as an employee for,
2: for Good Day Philadelphia, because I can plug in if somebody is sick, if somebody can't come in. I even did traffic on Good Day Philadelphia for a while. They had a traffic person that left. And before they hired another one, they said, well, guess what? You're doing both. I'm OK. And, and so that lasted two years. <laughs> saved up a lot of money but yeah that but that was fun too and 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 there's another box i could check things i learned how to do but i think when i look back now i think that everything i did before led up to this job where i could use everything i did before but i will tell you this gabby that the other that practice you just keep doing it your confidence increases and you're already really good I think the other thing to do, and Chris is very good at this, is to listen. It's equally important as talking and knowing how to talk is is to listen. Don't you think, Chris?
0: The best interviewers are the best listeners. I totally agree with that because it's a conversation. And if you don't have a conversation, it most times it's not very interesting and it sounds kinda of awkward and stilted. So yeah, because just... yeah,
2: if you're only reading questions from a list and somebody says something really interesting, that if you were listening, you'd want to follow up on that instead of going to the next question on your list. Those are the good interviews because sometimes somebody will drop you a little nugget, they'll move on. And you know, well, wait a minute, w- what did you mean by that? And then there goes the interesting part of your conversation.
0: You know, that reminds me of a question I have. Uh... You know, I've always wanted to ask someone in television in this and and never got the chance. And since you're here, you wear an uh, earpiece, excuse me.
2: And my ears are pierced. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, that was a Freudian slip. I think they call that. Anyway, Anyway, true. You're pierced and you're uh, plugged in. Do do you get the control room or a producer or whomever would do it? Do you get them talking to you while you're trying to communicate a forecast on the air? how do you not stop what you're doing and to me that's just one of the amazing juggling things uh, that comes up for what you do
2: yes that that is challenging to focus so intently that you can hear them saying rap That's the word you hear most often (laughs) in television is rap. And there was a guy in Buffalo who used to say when he, you know, they, they, and and to be fair, they, they are timing out their show. And if you're going long, that takes time away from the next person. But he would go rap, 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 rap until you stop talking. That is so disconcerting. Most of the time, a good producer will stop at a word or two when they're instructing you in your ear while you're speaking on the air because it is next to impossible to try to process full sentences that somebody's saying in your ear while you're speaking other full sentences out of your mouth. Yeah, that, that's challenging. But most of the time I get rap. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's stretch, <laughs> but very, very, very frequently.
0: Personally, I spent a lot of years doing early morning radio shows, and so I know that what your day schedule can be like, and how incredible—at least for me, anyway—how incredibly tired I was for the rest of the day. The day, the part of the day where everybody else is up and doing something, I was dragging, quite frankly, or wanted to take a nap, or couldn't stay awake, or one of those. And I was texting you a couple of nights ago. Right around mm-hmm. dinner time. And we had a text back and forth. And then I, I asked you another question. All of a sudden, you kind of, I thought Sue ghosted me. This is not good. And then <laughs> radio silence. Yeah, right. The <laughs> next morning, I get a text from you that says, Sorry, Chris, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'll tell you what, Sue. I totally get that because I used to get up at uh, half past dumb. I got up at 3.30. I would imagine your day starts earlier than that, but what is your day? What is your day like? Because you're, I mean, you're not just professional person on TV who has to be put together and awake and all of that, but you're also a person who lives a life on the outside. You have a daughter, you have a husband. I would imagine you have some uh, really cute dogs over there somewhere. We did.
2: Uh, we lost our little doggy oh, last year, but We had him 12 years. It was, he was, he was a good, he was a good boy. We'll get one again, I'm sure. Didn't you find when you were in morning radio, the people were fascinated by what time you wake up in the morning? Yes. And how you were able to function. Uh, Let me ask you this before I answer your question. Did you ever get used to it?
0: No, I never got used to it. Got a little bit easier as time went on because I learned what my body could and couldn't do and what my brain could and couldn't do with so much sleep, but my biggest thing, and I don't know if this is true for you, I had to force myself to get into bed so that I could get enough sleep to sound human the next day. You know, only have to sound human, you have to look human as well, which is something we did in radio didn't have to do.
2: That was the beauty of radio. <laughs> didn't have to put on makeup. Most of the time I did just so I would feel awake, especially when I did a morning show, but I knew I didn't have to. I just had to sound good. So yeah, that was an extra layer. And, and that is an extra layer for me. Our show, Good Day Philadelphia, begins at 4 a.m., 3.58 for real. And we end at 10. I get up at one thirty, and. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That was a maniacal laugh. <laughs> uh, every day. And I I still have my equipment here at home from when I broadcast from home during the pandemic. So I do some of my show prep here, including my makeup. And then I drive into the city and go to the television station and do the rest of it there at 358. There we are. And then I'm on every 15 minutes pretty much after that with the weather followed by traffic and... That's how we go all morning long, because as you know from morning radio, the last estimate I heard, people are generally with you for about 22 minutes Mm -hmm. in the morning. So you may feel like you're repeating yourself, which you are all morning long, but people are coming in and out of the show all morning long as well. Then I come home. I take a nap most of the time because I can't help it (laughs) because I'm really tired. And I try to be in bed if, if it's a nap day by 7.30 which means I do not get enough sleep. I've often told my husband and my daughter, it's a shame that you never get the best of me because I'm at my most energetic at four in the morning for a couple hours after that. <laughs> so by the time I get home I used to say ru- a rung out dish rag that's what I felt like uh, yeah. so it's it's a challenge but I think with everything you do in life you have to just decide if it's worth it if what you're doing you love it that much it's what you always wanted to do and you finally get a chance to do it it's worth it
0: I totally agree with that I so enjoyed especially doing morning shows on radio back in the day because And I think the the reason I enjoyed it, and I think you can relate to this based on what you said a few minutes ago, is that I really enjoyed coming into work because of the people I worked with. I was doing something I loved,
1: but I was Mm -hmm. doing
0: something I loved with people that I really, really loved and appreciated. It was a real ensemble. None of us probably could have done it by ourselves, but together we sounded pretty good. And we, you know, kind of held each other up. So I I totally- something different
2: every day. Yeah. every yeah. day you have something different to talk about and different music to play if that's what you're doing or uh, it's never
0: boring what would you say is the best thing about your job aside from the fact that you're doing what you love and things that i just mentioned there i'm trying to make it more difficult for you to answer this by giving you answers already
2: <laughs> well i i actually did just say it it's never boring yeah it, it, Something different every day. Uh, the weather's different every day. But even if you're in a stretch of boring weather, like in the summer when it's hot and humid, hot and humid, hot and humid, there's always something else happening, and. We have a show by usually in the nine o'clock hour of our show we have guests come in and and do different segments about different things uh, sometimes we'll have today we had a segment on shoes you can wear for the summer what's in style for summer shoes and I was actually part of that segment so sometimes I get involved in that as well during the pandemic I always forgot i I started doing this segment called
0: what you what making? You're
2: making yes what you making <laughs> Because I was home all the time. yeah. You know, I worked in the morning. I was so fortunate. I was able to keep my job because they figured out a technical way for me to do that from home. Then the rest of the day, I was doing what I love to do, which is knit or count and cross stitch or crochet. I'm in, into that dorky stuff. And it's okay because I own my dorkiness. I, so I was making all this stuff and watching Tiger King and all the stuff that everybody else was watching. <laughs> I thought at one point, you know, I can't be the only one doing this. And we decided that we would ask our viewers to send in pictures of what they were making during <laughs> quarantine. And I got so many pictures of, of people making Furniture and doing things in their backyards and, and so many things. And that segment is still going today. People send us stuff. I put it on my Facebook page, what you're making. And sure enough, they, they loved it uh, because they're proud of what they did. And then other people like to see what other people did. And we're having a great
0: time. In radio, I remember people at different radio stations, uh, people on the air, the talent, were very competitive with each other. Even more so back in the day, I think when there was nothing but men filling those roles, it seems like it just seems like women aren't quite built that way in terms of each other. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But do you have a relationship with some of the other people? And I'm thinking weathercasters because that's mainly your thing. You know, Hurricane Schwartz just uh, retired. Are you, did you send them flowers? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, do, you bake, do you bake something for Kate Bylow? I mean, you know. <laughs>
2: I don't get a chance really to meet up with people from other, other television stations. And it's kind of sad because people think we all know each other, but it's at the rare charity event that that will happen. In fact, that's, I, I remember I met Hurricane Schwartz at the kidney ball and other chair. Uh, that's where I met Cecily Tynan at some other charity event. So that's fun for me because I think, I think it, it seems to me like we all kind of just, Cheer each other on, maybe not behind our backs, but when we're beating each other in person, we do. <laughs> and, and as far as being a woman in in the business, it is so gratifying for me to see how many more there are now than when I started. You know, I started my first radio job in 1977. Uh, yeah, do the math, and and I was a freshman in college. Now you can really do the math, and it was rare that there was a woman disc jockey on the air in Baltimore, which was where I had my first job. I was one of only two women that were doing music shows. And then there were women doing news on the radio. So, you know, it was, it was, you had to learn to be kind of one of the boys back then. It's not that way anymore. And I'm glad.
0: I think women uh, getting involved in every walk of life makes everything better. I wish more women would run for office. Right. Before we wrap up, Uh, I wanted to say I saw your husband, Bill Vargas. My wife and I we watched we were watching a show that was streaming on Apple Plus called Servant.
2: Servant, yeah. M. Malan.
0: Yes, Yes. you know it's Philadelphia centric and just like just about everything that M. Knight does. And then all of a sudden, I see Bill Vargas pop up on the screen playing you know he's it's like a busman's holiday he's playing a a newscaster on television in philadelphia go i mean who would have thought to cast bill in a role like that
2: Ooh, all those acting classes really paid off <laughs> <up. laughs> well he had been a sports anchor Right. Primarily yeah, when he uh, was in broadcasting and he did news sometimes, but mostly it was sports. And that was that's what he loved to do. So, yeah, that was that was a kick for him. And I will give you a little scoop. He is going to play a small part in M. Night Shyamalan's next
0: movie oh does that a, have a working title yet
2: Something about knocking
0: yeah don't Not knock don't no, okay all right
2: yeah so uh, yeah that's uh, that's something that he's been doing kind of freelance my husband cool. every every now and then yeah so he every once in a while he got a call to do an audition and it's kind of cool because now you don't have to go anywhere to do an audition you do it just like this on, on your phone mm-hmm. at home and sometimes, you know, acting acting's worse than broadcasting as far as uh, yeah, oh, sometimes boy. you get it, sometimes you don't.
0: Yeah, you're so right about. It. And, you know, I never tried acting, but, you know, I've been to a couple of auditions for commercials for voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, thanks. Uh, we'll call you. OK, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> oh, I, I do get that aspect of. It. Hey, Sue, it's been a real treat to have you on to talk to you again and to see you. you look lovely, my dear. And just keep going, just keep going. You do such a great job. And I'm so proud to say that I worked with you at some point in time. Well,
2: back at you, Chris. And I I love the fact that you're doing this. And I love the fact that your podcast is open to anything. So any week I listen, I'm not sure uh, what you're going to talk about, but I know it'll be interesting.
0: We're not sure either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Keep at it. (laughs) Do you want to just let people know where they can find you, social media, the show, what time it's on?
2: Good Day Philadelphia is on from 4 until 10 a.m. every weekday on Fox 29. And I'm the weather anchor,
0: and I have been since 1997. <laughs> Sue Serio, thanks so much for being here. And hello to Bill and hello to your daughter. Stay well, everybody. You too. Love Sue Serio. You know, aside from the fact that she's a great ad libber, not a lot of TV people are. She's one of the best at it, and she does a great job with the weather forecasts. I just love Sue Saria, and I'm so glad that uh, she agreed to come on and and do the podcast with us. Gab, she is uh, she's great. She, you know, she's one of those people that was really good on the radio. I know you never got to hear her, but she was really good. You know, she made that transition to television and to doing weather and you know weather forecasting and all of that. And she's one of the best. In Philadelphia, if not on the East Coast, maybe even the entire country. But that's just my opinion. So it was really good to have Sue on. By the way, I, I know one of your sort of goals is to win an Emmy, right?
1: Yeah, that it is. Um, it's a it's a lifelong dream that has not yet come to fruition. So hopefully, there's still some time. While we were talking to Sue after our interview, she was kind enough to show us her two Emmys that she's won out of her five nominations which is incredibly cool. And I wanted to make sure that we brought it up here at the end of the episode, just so we can all acknowledge how cool Sue actually is.
0: <laughs> yes, she is. Two out of five ain't bad.
1: Yeah, two out of five ain't bad. You're batting what, uh 400 if you do that?
0: Well, let's see. Two and a half out of five would be 500. So yeah. Um, yeah, so you're batting 400. <laughs> yeah, if not, hey, it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if she can hit the long ball, but uh, you know, <laughs> speaking of which, why do our Phillies suck so bad this year there's a podcast episode waiting to happen
1: uh yeah the phillies what does one say about such deep disappointment i don't really know
0: yeah it really is the hopes were so high you know i mean the uh the uh the total team expenditure is really high They're spend, they spent they spent a lot of money on a lot of guys uh, on a couple of guys in particular that really aren't producing yet and i'm talking about. Uh, Castellanos
1: and uh, and Schwarber.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: But I think it's hard to blame the offense because the bullpen so consistently gives up runs that it's hard to really blame the offense because if the offense is scoring five runs, that should be enough.
0: It should be. But sometimes you think that with this offense, they they were put together to produce runs because they knew the, the front office knew that, you know, they weren't really good at fielding the ball. They weren't great defensively. They had high hopes for the pitching staff too, but but give it over to the bullpen and it's over. You know, you, you can, they've had a couple of seven run leads that they've lost because of the bullpen. So I don't know. The Phillies kind of stink right now, but next week we're going to talk to somebody who was with the 93 team back, you know, back when they were good, when they went to the world series, of course they lost that world series and there was somebody on the mound. We'll be talking to him next week here on the Encore podcast.
1: About fun memories in ninety three though. Not a we we already are sitting in a in a bad time of Phillies. <laughs> so <laughs> you know I'm really thinking we should just go back to that 93 time of how amazing that team was because they, that team was amazing.
0: They were killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were all lights out for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So until then, have a good week. We'll see you on the Encore podcast next Wednesday.
1: Bye everybody.